Welcome to Challenging Christianity. This is our new podcast. I'm the host, Rebecca Kinnestrand, along with my co-host, Danielle Dadashi. And we have a guest in-house today, Pastor Mike Anderson of Holy Spirit Lutheran Church. Um, Pastor Mike relayed, um, a church member came up to him and said, what is the scariest question that you can be asked today? And the question was, the question was, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Do you know Jesus Christ Ooh. as your personal Savior? I mean, who hasn't heard that and been like, oh, my God. I have to change <gasps> seats on this bus right now. <laughs> right. Or you see it or you've heard it on TV or you see people on the streets with signs or somebody mm-hmm. even at ball games has this sign up, John 316. <clears throat> um, you know, these things that are kind of weird and scary. It happens to me all the time. I don't know if I have this face. I'm from the Midwest, so maybe I'm just ridiculously approachable, and I talk to everybody. So if I'm at a Starbucks or I'm at the grocery store and somebody says something to me, nice day or good weather or your kids are cute or whatever, I just start Mm -hmm. chatting to them. But then, you know, it always comes, not always, but many times I've gotten approached and people say, do you have a church Mm -hmm. home or you know, oh, well, I believe in Jesus and blah, blah. You know, something comes out with the fact that they are a religious person Mm -hmm. and they're trying to let me know that they are that person. And um, if I get approached direct on of, do you believe in Jesus Christ? It's very hard for me. It's confusing because Mm -hmm. I I do, in fact, (laughs) but not in the way that you think I do. And on top of that, I feel like, you by asking me that are all are being exclusive to anyone else who doesn't and I don't want to be a part of that club and so I get all tangled in this mess of my thoughts you know with this person and then for people who maybe don't have Christianity at the center of their lives they get asked that and mm-hmm. you know it's a challenge and it's it, it feels uncomfortable it's uncomfortable it, it, it almost feels it, personal yeah. super personal and it, it feels like it's this. It could be the setup for an argument. I think is what makes pe- most people feel uncomfortable is the idea that there could be conflict with someone over this question that should be really, yeah, you know, a peaceful thing. A lot of people were very surprised when I, or a lot of people are very surprised when I tell them that I'm Christian because they know me for years and they don't hear me saying anything about evangelizing them or, you know, um, mentioning a church life in any way. And so let's talk about this whole idea of what is salvation and why is, why is it so challenging? Um, Pastor Mike, what's your thought? Well, I'd, I'd love to respond. And yes. Let me begin by saying uh, that has happened to me many times before where people will confront me, really, mm. on whether or not I am Christian. And especially when I was younger, um, I would hear comments like this and um, kind of a... Um, a challenge to who I was as a person, and I felt very defensive mm-hmm. because of the exclusivity mm-hmm. of what I felt was coming from people. Um, over the years, I I have come to the point of realizing that oftentimes those questions coming toward us are really meant in the best possible way, that many people who ask such questions really care about other people. And oftentimes they don't realize that the very thing they're trying to do to love other people, to care about other people, 
actually is turning people away from the Christian message. Um, it's it's something that I've been dealing with for years and years and years. Do you just whip out your collar now and be yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes, I do. Yeah. And then and then they will tend to to write me off even even with my education and the background that I have. Mm-hmm. So for me, the way I've come to grapple with this exclusive Christianity is to present Christianity in an inclusive way, a very different way. And it starts right with that question, do you believe Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? And that being sort of the the gate for people. But what does that mean? Yeah, that's really good. Do I believe that Jesus Christ Christ is is my my personal personal Savior? savior. Well, you start with the word believe. You take that Mm -hmm. word, and in English... It really has the connotation of something you think about mm-hmm. with your head. Mm-hmm. Yes. Something you believe is true. Mm-hmm. So in the Greek, however, that word has more to do with trust. It's someone you trust and someone you would follow mm. rather than someone you would think about. So the very definition of Christianity when we talk about believing in Jesus Mm -hmm. has to do with our thought forms, our doctrine, uh, rather than our way of being in the world, our way of walking, our way of following. So that has turned Christianity, I think, in some ways into a kind of a head trip um, where if you think the way we think, then you're Christian. You're in, yeah. Then you're Christian. Mm -hmm. And that the definition for Christianity has to do with proper thinking. Right. Whereas you're saying following. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In in the fancy language, um, proper thinking is called orthodoxy, Mm -hmm. correct thinking. Mm -hmm. But there's a huge movement in the church and in Christianity that's trying to not only focus on orthodoxy, correct thinking, but also orthopraxis, correct Mm -hmm. practice, how we practice our faith, how we live out our faith. He's learned. I know. Well, I'm sorry to use these big words. He knows big words. (laughs) They've been helpful to me to Uh, help me define who I am, to focus more on a definition of Christianity as following Jesus' path than simply believing something about Jesus. Yes. In fact, the early Christians were not called Christians. They were called people of the way. I love that. People have a certain way. way. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until, you know, many decades into the movement that it started, the people of the way started to be called Christians. Because my friends who are New Agey or, you know, in some other way, or the yoginis I know, or Mm -hmm. all those people, like, I do think they're people of the way. It's just, I don't expect them to run and come to this church or anything, but mm-hmm. I want to connect with them on that level. I want to connect with them on the spirit level, and, I, and we can because we're we're people of the way. We're yeah. Um, it's it's hard though. It's hard to bridge. It can be, even though I'm having conversations with people, and their their practices in their life are very similar to my Christian practices. They are going to yoga and practicing meditation, and to me, those are faith practices in a lot of ways. Um, they're using the word universe in a sentence where I would use the word God. Mm-hmm. They're, medi- they're saying meditation where I would say prayer, but we're doing very similar things. It's, there's, a, there's a bridge, and I think a lot of that bridge has to do with the words we used. Well, um, first of all, I would not presume to want to correct them. Yo, no. I think when we respond to other people, mm-hmm. we should respond with words like, in my thinking, in my way of relating to Jesus, this is how I am. This is mm-hmm. how I see it. Yes. You have a, a certain perspective, 
and I listen to your perspective, please also listen to mine. Right. And instead of trying to change the other person, you simply tell your own story. And it will have power um, as you tell it. And if it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate. Mm -hmm. And you can um, go your separate ways. Um, You can still be friendly to each other, but you may not reconcile. So I would simply tell the story as you've been telling it today. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell who you are and Mm -hmm. how you understand the openness and the inclusivity of Jesus. And that precludes for you and for me, and I think Danielle too, using that sentence do you know Jesus Christ as your personal oh God, Savior yes. no, mm-hmm. as a kind of line in the sand which immediately excludes people? It makes people feel like they are less. Mm-hmm. And that is or no out. way out or mm-hmm. lost or mm-hmm. excluded or condemned. And that's no way to reach out and love to other people. And I don't think that's how Jesus would have reached out to people. He would have loved people first and invited people to walk a path of health and wholeness and gentleness and kindness and compassion. And by way, by the way, that's what the word salvation means. Yes, please. Talk we about have the talked word. about yeah. salvation as being going to heaven after you die. But the word salvation is much bigger than that. Um, it's related to the English word salve. If you think mm-hmm. about the word salve, you use salve to heal a wound. Mm-hmm. Salvation had to do with being healed um, physically, um, emotionally, spiritually. We all can have our wounds. And to be healed means that you become someone who is centered, someone is whole, someone who be who shares the characteristics of what Paul calls the fruits of the Spirit, love and joy, gentleness, kindness, compassion, etc., So that's what salvation means. People then will say to me, well, what about going to heaven after you die? Well, my way of thinking is that we get a taste of that salvation now, that there are moments of deep, abiding peace. Those moments are salvation moments, holy moments, where you can love the people around you, where you feel centered and at peace with the world. We get glimpses of that now. Mm -hmm. And in the world yet to come, in what I call heaven, we will know that in its fullness. So yes, I believe in life after death. I believe in going to heaven after we die. But it is the kind of heaven where we'll be whole. We won't be broken. We won't be wounded. We won't be defensive anymore. It'll be pure and good and clean and right. Danielle, you were going to say something too? Well, my my question was, um, when when we're talking about being saved and salvation, the question I often get when I start having these conversations, uh, is, of course, do you believe that Jesus is the only way to to that, on that Mm -hmm. path? Okay, so there's kind of two different thoughts here. Mm -hmm. So, Rebecca, could I start with yours about the species evolving? (laughs) um, I'm scientific. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Perfect, I love Um, it. One of the words that I really have problems with in that scary sentence, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, is the word personal. Me too. Because mm-hmm. throughout the Bible, it's rarely about personal salvation. It is almost always about corporate salvation, about God trying to work with a group of people to live together in shalom, in a salvation kind of moment. So the he builds a community, the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 disciples building a community, um, the early church, everybody shared everything in common. It was a community of kindness and compassion, of salvation and shalom, that 
Jesus always intended. And then we turned it into this very personal kind of salvation where oh, yeah. my concern is to make sure I get to heaven after I die. And I thought, Jesus didn't talk about that. He talked more about how we live together in justice and peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. He was always trying to create a community here on earth. And that should be something I think that should lead us in Christianity. Um, I, it, the sentence should go like this. You know, I believe in Jesus or I follow Jesus' path mm-hmm. in seeking corporate salvation, corporate mm-hmm. shalom. So is the species evolving as um, into shalom? I don't know. I read the news too. So, <laughs> But I do know uh-huh. Martin Luther King said that the, the arc of justice is long, but it it crescendos, it rises. So I hope and pray that is true. And what we can do as followers of Jesus is to work for that kind of community, that kind mm-hmm. of world. And that's part of our task here at the church, at Holy Spirit Lutheran, mm-hmm. is to work for justice and peace in the corporate world the world around us. I'm so glad you said that because the personal part of that sentence always nags mm-hmm. at me too. I'm like, ooh, my personal savior. I, I don't <laughs> know what that means. I don't, it never fit. It's it's the most exclusive it's language the most you ex- could use. Yeah, it's me, me, me. And I was like, I don't, I don't. Well, one, that someone told me once, and it really changed my thinking about it, um, when it said um, personal, it, it said to this person that that is a word that leaves me out. And uh, I, I agree with you that it can be very exclusive and not, I think, the intention of people who give that sentence, who make yeah. that sentence. Um, I think when people approach me, though, and they say something like that, I feel like, oh, you've been told for you to have personal salvation. You need to convert other people. It's like they're checking a box of what they need to do to get into heaven or something. So that's where it gets confusing. But I don't want you to forget Danielle's question. Sure. So, so Danielle, again, your question about... Is Anybody Je- else? Is Jesus the only path yeah. Oh, yeah. to the salvation we're talking about? Well, um, let me put it this way. Um, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I believe and I follow Jesus Christ because I think what he proclaimed was a message of inclusivity, grace, compassion, forgiveness, love. What he proclaimed was salvation. And so it's that proclamation and his embodiment of it that I follow and I proclaim and that I preach. Do other people, other religions proclaim and embody a message of grace and compassion and forgiveness and justice? Yeah. They embody the very message of Jesus mm-hmm. without calling Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, I will sometimes resonate to a community of believers who have that sense of Jesus' message, living it out, compared to a group of Christians who use Christianity as a club to exclude people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of the Christians prior to um, the Civil War in America and how they preached from the pulpit that slavery was good for um, the people who were um, black. Mm-hmm. And that's appalling. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, there were people who were non-Christians who were proclaiming freedom from slavery. And so where would I go with it? Where would Jesus be in that? Jesus would be with this group. Mm. Jesus is bigger than church. Jesus is bigger than denomination. Jesus is bigger than Lutheran or Catholic or Baptist. Mm -hmm. Jesus is 
worldwide, universe-wide. He's waving his hands in the air, listening. Yeah, he's got yeah, a big motion yeah. happening. Yeah. So people will say, "Yeah, but you've got to confess Jesus with your heart, and you've got to say the name of Jesus." Mm. And they'll mention a passage from John that talks about um, Jesus being the only door, yes. um, the gate to mm-hmm. heaven. And but they never say the method that people enter the gate. Mm. Now think about it: if the yeah. gate is there, mm-hmm. and Jesus is the gatekeeper. And he's bringing the sheep into the sheepfold. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. the that's the metaphor. Here we go. And so okay, Jesus yeah. is sort of opening the door and and bringing people into this salvation and bringing into that flock. Mm. Well, what form does that gate take to enter? People assume is well, you need to say that Jesus Christ is my personal savior. If you can't say that, you're not you're getting in the gate. Yeah. Or other people would say, well. You need to speak in tongues, mm. like the rest of us. Mm. That's how Jesus opens the gate. Or you need to be part of Mother Church, the Roman Catholic Church. It was the original church. You're not part of that church. Well, that's the gate. That's how you get in. Almost every denomination will have their own form of how Jesus opens the gate. Mm. So I've come to the point of saying to myself, I don't know how that works. I don't know how the gate opens. And maybe the gate opens for people like Mahatma Gandhi, Mm -hmm. who does not confess Jesus Mm -hmm. with his lips, but lived the path, lived the way, lived shalom. Mm -hmm. I have chosen not to define my Christianity with that question. Mm -hmm. So I object to the very question of, Jesus the only way, Jesus the gate. I don't know how that all works. What I do know is that Jesus proclaimed kindness and compassion. And where I see kindness and compassion, there is Jesus. There is God. Wow. Okay. On that note, we're over time, but that was really great. A lot of deep thinking and Mm -hmm. a lot of good challenging questions. I hope that you learned something as listeners um, send us your questions, uh, challengingchristianitypodcast@gmail.com. And any final words, Danielle? Are we good? I, send us those questions. Great. Challengingchristianitypodcast@gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.